live once again with the Crossroads Music Podcast. I'm what's going on there? Terribly look- sick today. Uh-huh. I feel so bad. I slept all day today. I have some sort of like stomach flu. So I feel like this whole podcast is just going to be delirium for me. I'm not going to make any sense. And Eric, you're going to have to to carry the podcast today. Oh, this is a <laughs> lot of responsibility that I'm not. <laughs> uh, Luton, how's it going? Chasing Dragonflies, thanks for joining in. Uh, we're here live at twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast. Eric, your drink of choice for today is... So I had this recently on, just recently, and I didn't have time to go get some more beer. So it is Hoynes Espresso Volt Stout uh, right from Victoria. Uh, This is my favorite beer. So there, that's all I have to say. Very nice. Ben, how's it going? Thanks for tuning in. Oh, yeah. Very nice. nice espresso flavored. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Chasing Dragon. Flies drink lots of fluids. Yeah, I'm. Uh, if if I pass out during the stream, I don't think we have a way to like force shut off the stream. So you'll just see me dead on the floor, pretty much. <laughs> like, it will I, be. It'll just be a controversial mayhem. Like I'm pretty Cam sure usually tames me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Eric can't like force shut this down. So uh, mm-hmm. I can't. I don't. I can force shut myself out of it. Mm-hmm. But, but I'll still be dead on the it'll floor. Just, it'll just be a live stream <laughs> of, of death on the floor. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Chasing Dragonflies will drive to my house to save me. Yeah, it'll be like a half an hour try. <laughs> yep. Actually, that's not too bad. Half an hour of me dead on the ground. Bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, Luton, no barf yet. Uh, crossing my fingers. Like, definitely stomach flu uh, that should be barfing but so far nothing there but i haven't eaten anything all day so that might be why mm. all right eric enough of that let's get into the music stuff we'll probably keep this one uh, a bit shorter today uh but mm-hmm. we'll see how much rambling i do so to prevent oh. death yeah yeah <laughs> all right eric what have you been listening to this past week you know what uh so Here's a funny thing. I haven't listened to anything new. I had good intentions to listen to. Um, uh, it, it's because so this has nothing to do with music, but I, I essentially was listening to this great podcast or not podcast. Sorry, the uh, uh, audio book from Audible. And uh, I was just like enthralled with it and I couldn't stop listening to it. Uh, but it has nothing to do with music, so I'm not going to mention it. Okay. Uh, but uh, but essentially I had good intentions to listen to the singles off of Jack Beck. Jeff Beck's and Johnny Depp's uh, new album. Mm. Uh, there's two of them on there. Um, but other than that, I, I had like a little bit of nostalgia. I uh, I was talking to people at work about, you know, going to see the Tragically Hip in Ottawa. And uh, the one thing I regret in life not purchasing, not purchasing is uh, the Tragically Hip hockey jersey that was in the merch stand mm-hmm. and uh it was at university at the time so if i bought it it would have probably would have been eating like you know cheese sticks <laughs> wherever i could find them uh but uh, that's one thing i still regret not getting and i've got to order that online one of these days um so i've been listening to nothing but the hip oh, essentially very so nice. i kind of it kind of sparked that nostalgia and i really want that hockey jersey like I need it. Like I need. How? What's the price inflation on it? Like, do you remember the so, original price versus what it is today? So the original price was like a hundred and sixty bucks. I recall. Not bad. I recall. So not bad for like a hockey jersey, right? Because yeah. it's actually like it was like it's a, it's a legit one, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, now it's two hundred and twenty-five dollars. Oh boy. So I'm still willing. That's still yeah, to go that's, for that's it. That's a decent amount of money for a jersey. Yeah. It's actually, I, so I remember it was when World Container came out, that album. And um, essentially, because Gord Downey's favorite, which it always surprised me, but I think it's because his family watched it. Um, but his favorite hockey team is the Boston Bruins. And what? so. It was? Gross. Yeah. Gross. So essentially like he liked hockey regardless like mm. he'd, he'd watch the leafs and stuff but like he was a huge hockey fan but um regardless i thought it was neat because it uh because there was an away jersey or a home jersey you could get 
and it and it was like it had similar aspects of what the album cover looked like and it had similar aspects of what the boston bruins jersey looks like oh so, interesting yeah or as us canadians call them sweaters <laughs> so that is a that That's is a true. term that's true. Uh, so, but but it's neat because the hockey jersey now, or the sweater you can get now, uh, it's uh, it's actually it's like a maple leaf in the middle, and it says the tragically hip in the maple leaf, and then mm. it's red. So it kind of looks a bit like the Canadian flag, which yeah, is kind of neat. Interesting. So, so I'm I'm actually happy about getting that. So I actually, after I told that story, I was so <laughs> bummed because every time I think about it, I want to just bash my head against the wall. <laughs> and uh, so I, I put my name on the list because they're sold out. And I'm just oh, like, notify me wow. when they're, notify me when they're in. So Damn. who knows when I'll, who knows when I'll be notified. Well, hopefully you do get that. Um, for those of you interested at this current time that we're live streaming, so if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music, uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs are happening. So the Colorado Avalanche versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I think the Lightning are actually up right now, but it's like the second so, period or so. Is this the final? Is this the, final the finals? Game? Yeah, or? Avalanche are up oh. in the series two zero. So this is game mm-hmm. three. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame that no Canadian team. Yeah, but like, you know, Tampa has a bunch of Canadians. Colorado definitely has a bunch of Canadians. So I I thought for sure because at work we were getting excited. I know some people love uh love the Canucks, obviously. Some people like Calgary and then other people like Edmonton. But like in BC here, that's like a lot of predominantly where a lot of people are from. So it it was it was interesting when Calgary was was uh, playing against Edmonton. It was like it was actually intense because it was it was pretty it was pretty funny. Yeah, that series was intense. Uh, Loon says to just buy it two twenty five, not bad for something special edition. Yeah, yeah. I, it just has to come in stock. Yeah, that's the problem. Loon. Yeah. Um, cool. Anything else you've been listening to? I assume mm. nothing else. That's it. I've just been rocking the hip, man. Nice. Uh, nothing crazy for me. Like there haven't been any like new releases that I was super into. Um, I'm trying to right now, like I'm putting together, well, I'm not putting together, but my buddy is putting together, um, like a bar band. Um, Mm. so we're putting together like a cover set list. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of like inappropriate bands for a bar. So like a lot of freaking like metal, (laughs) (laughs) So I think I'm sneaking Master of Puppets in the set list, but like anything that's like heavier than that, I think I'm going to get rejected by the band leader. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, nothing, nothing crazy on my end. Uh, So let's get straight into the music news. Uh, This week we are going to skip uh, Today in History. Uh, There wasn't too much anyways when I took a look, but uh, I am just definitely not feeling it today. I'm struggling right Mm -hmm. now. But let's do this. Music news. So, Eric, you're going to yeah. find this hilarious. Yeah, you've gone a little bit emo on us. Yeah, you I know. Have your, you have your hood yeah, up. I can't. I you can't just need deal. to put your, I can't deal with put your hair right over your forehead. <laughs> yeah, I can't deal with life right now. It's all freaking <laughs> terrible. Um, Weezer has released a new single. Uh, the song is called Records. Uh, but it was officially released on an app called Human Record Player. Uh, so after starting the app, you have to physically spin around clockwise for the song to play. The faster you spin, the faster the song goes. If you spin counterclockwise, it plays in reverse. I see this. <laughs> these things are annoying me because it's like you're downloading all this useless content on your phone, right? Like, like it's almost like it's just to the point where it's a bit ridiculous. Like, just come out with an album, let people listen to the song. Nobody wants to download your stupid app and spin around in a circle just to hear the song play. I don't know. I find it a little bit amusing. It's sort of gimmicky, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, if you go watch, like, I think it's on TikTok. Like, they made a TikTok video or whatever. Uh, you can actually see the band, like, River is just, like, spinning in a circle as the, the song plays. And the faster he spins, the faster the song goes. It was entertaining for, like, 20 seconds. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's such a gimmick that it's like, okay, it's 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 kind of funny, but then it's like, all right, like, are you going to listen to that song over and over again and just get dizzy? And 
just get complete like vertigo or i think the song's or... like three minutes plus so you'd have to be spinning mm. for three minutes to get through the whole song yeah that's yeah and then you pass out and hit your head on something and die <laughs> that's a lot literally the last song you've ever heard in your life <laughs> yeah ben's right that is ridiculous um mm. I guess in other ridiculous news, um, so there's a random Russian um, person on the internet right now, um, and he's a luthier, so he, he makes guitars, and I'll show this on the screen. So if you're here at twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast, you will be able to see it on screen, uh, but he has made a guitar out of uh, McDonald's French fries. Like actual French fries, yes. like so. He went to McDonald's, bunch, bought a bunch of French fries, McDonald's, and then put together, basically glued it on top of his guitar, uh, and he's made a French McDonald's French fry guitar. It's fully functional, and he uh, has posted on his YouTube channel Art Mayer, so A R T M A Y E R. Uh, he's posted a video of him uh, making this from scratch, um, but yeah. It's a McDonald's fries guitar. <laughs> See, I'm curious because I went down a loophole watching how they made actual guitars, like Paul Reed Smith guitars, and it was actually mm-hmm. quite soothing watching it. So it'd be, I'd actually be into seeing how he, because like how, I guess McDonald's food, I remember them doing a test and it like doesn't go bad. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mold, right? Yeah. So, so like, is it encased in like some sort of like pol- polymer? <laughs> Or something? Uh, maybe. I didn't watch the whole video. I just saw him individually gluing each of these fries onto the guitar. <laughs> That's insane. Like, I <sighs> see. I'm curious because I wonder a how it plays. <laughs> I feel, it, I don't know. I feel like it's fine. Uh, and and is there like is if there's a polymer, then it's fine. But if there's no polymer, then are you getting like grease stains on your like? Are you going to finish a show like it's the guitar strapped to you and you're going to lift up the guitar off your shirt and is there going to be like a see-through like guitar cut out on your, Just the on your shirt? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Luton. Yeah, there, I don't know if it's... Yeah, it definitely has to smell, right? Like it just must smell like grease. Yeah. And then like what's curious, like is he going to eat it on stage? Like is he just going to take a chunk out of his guitar? There's no way. These fries, by the time he gets it on stage, it's probably like... Mm-hmm weeks old months old um there's absolutely no rock way. hard <laughs> that's hilarious uh but that yeah. is uh that is very like i was not expecting that <laughs> i was honestly not expecting you to say he made a guitar out of mcdonald's french fries <laughs> anyways so. if you want to see him make this uh, guitar uh you could go to his youtube channel art mayor m-a-y-e-r does it from start to to end <laughs> Um, so, uh, actually, Eric, are you a Smiths fan? Have you ever listened to the Smiths? Smiths fan. Yes, I have. Oh, I have listened okay. to them. Yeah. Well, if you ever wanted to, uh, listen to their, uh, one of their original demo cassettes before they, uh, got super famous, uh, an original demo cassette from the Smiths was just sold for 14,000 British pounds. So it's the band recording their demos on it before they got a record deal and just like fucking around hmm. basically. Uh, but yeah, if you want to own it and listen to it, it's 14,000 British pounds is the selling price for that. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'll wait till somebody pirates it and then, and then sells it on <laughs> something else or whatever. I never really got into the Smiths to be honest. They're a bit too, I don't want to say whimsical, but I don't know. They're too uppity is that Mm -hmm. is that a racist yeah they're very no i wouldn't say i I don't know (laughs) i feel like it might be racist at this point i'm delirious so uh yeah they're just like high class art type of band yeah like some of the stuff that they've come out with is good I, i wouldn't say like i'd necessarily like need to listen to them like front cover albums but but like i'd be curious to see what you know what the demo was that kind of put them for sure mm. but um and we touched on this uh, last week but the Foo Fighters are putting on a Taylor Hawkins uh tribute uh, so two shows one in LA and one in London uh so the uh, preliminary lineups have been announced uh so uh for the September 30th 
uh, sorry, September 3rd show at Wembley Stadium. We have John Paul Jones, Chris Novoselic, Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson, Brian May and Roger Taylor, Niall Rogers, Josh Holm and Elaine Johans, uh, Nandy Bushell, uh, which is the little kid drummer that's going viral right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, Chris Rock is on uh, this bill. Uh, I guess he might be oh. emceeing, possibly, or hosting. Hopefully he doesn't get punched in the face this time. Um, <laughs> Stuart Copeland, uh, Chris Chaney of Jane's Addiction, Liam Gallagher, Mark Ronson, Supergrass, Wolfgang Van Halen, Omar Hacken, and Rufus uh, Taylor. And apparently there's more to come. Um, the LA show on September 27th is pretty much the same lineup with a few changes, uh, but they're also adding on Joan Jett, Gene Simmons, Chad Smith, Alanis Morissette, Brad Willick of Rage Against the Machine, Nancy Hart of uh, Nancy Wilson of Heart Pink, Leanne Rimes, uh, Pat Wilson, and John Theodore. That's so, pretty stacked. Yeah, That's pretty stacked. Like, it's not. It sounds like it's not a bunch of um, bands coming in, though. I think it sounds like individual uh, musicians, maybe guest mm. appearing on a Foo Fighter set, possibly. Which is kind of neat because then you might get even like collaborations between all these big musicians and playing and a band yeah like i'd be interested be yeah i'd be interested to see what the alanis more sets uh set list would look like um mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool yeah um Oh, next up on the list, Microsoft are looking into preserving music forever. Since a lot of current physical formats degrade over time and digital files uh, are you know, sometimes get corrupted on a server, Microsoft are looking to store uh, the music on glass with a project called Project Silica. So Microsoft says Silica has a data lifetime of a thousand years. It should be able to withstand being baked with high heat, extreme cold, irradiation, flooding, and any other mm natural disaster so microsoft are looking to uh basically store music on glass forever they're trying to preserve that's uh that's kind of neat i think it makes sense like you can't really rely Mm. on tape or vinyl i think vinyl has the longest lifespan even longer than cds i feel like uh i could be wrong on that but it's either cds or vinyl that have the longest uh lifespan and then servers, you know, someone has to keep those servers running. So you could technically just lose everything if you start, stored it there. Um, mm. But yeah, glass, that's an interesting uh, material to store music on. Yeah, like it'd have to be pretty hard, though. <laughs> like, because I remember, uh, like, at a Christmas dinner or whatever, not too long ago, like, I guess I was helping cleaning up. And I was doing the dishes, and then I didn't realize that the stove was on, and there was a glass top for the pot that was just on the side, and I didn't realize it was hot, so I touched it, and I dropped like it was hot, so I dropped it, and it literally just exploded, like. <laughs> so like that that would be, like just for it to break. Mm. Like yes, it can withstand high heat. Yes, it can withstand cold, but like. I guess I feel like as, you could break it as long as no one runs into it. I assume. I assume it's just like a yeah. giant slab, and someone would have to knock it over uh, yeah. to break it. Uh, Chasing Dragonfly says we could save Abba forever now. No, it's not worth saving. <laughs> um, in other news, I would tell you that I'll tell you yep. this. I'll tell you this. This is controversial. Mm. I would rather save Def Leppard then save ABBA. Oh, that's controversial. Yeah. There's no way. I, you'd rather Absolutely. save Def Leppard over ABBA. Yep. There's Absolutely. no way. There's no All way. day long. Def Leppard is All garbage. Day. <laughs> All day long. At least they're garbage, though. Like, like, they're just garbage. At least, you know, that's that's just a solid fact. ABBA is just off. <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> Man, we need to, like, do... Um, some sort of like listening party or something with ABBA. I need to like convert you. I'm not like a crazy ABBA fan, but like, yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I have a sudden urge to go homicidal. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least Luden's on your side. He also hates ABBA, so there you go. That's it. That's it. Join the join the frontier. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have T-shirts made <laughs> for our for our Crossroads Music Podcast merchandise. D- down with ABBA. <laughs> we should go we should make a trip to london and go to the 
the live show. Well, not really live show, but we should get to that show and see and it. And I'll just have a sign and go, Bah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in other news, Spotify has acquired AI voice platform uh, Sonatic, a London-based startup whose AI engine can create almost human-sounding voices from text. It rapidly transforms scripts into audio. Uh, most recently, it was used in Top Gun Maverick to replicate Val Kilmer's voice. Uh, this may mm. be an opportunity for Spotify to create audiobooks quickly, uh, transform blogs and other print media into podcasts. Hmm. I don't know how That's, I feel about that. Like, it, it's kind of neat when you do listen to, like, I've been getting into audiobooks a lot lately, and mm. it's kind of neat when you have, like, a famous person kind of talk, and you're just like, Where, I know that voice. Where's that <laughs> voice from? Right? But j- j- I want, like, it, it's got, it can't sound too real. I think it's very, I think it's very real. I don't, I haven't seen Top Gun uh, Maverick yet, but I think it was, it was good enough to uh, have Val Kilmer's voice show up in the movie. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Cause like, let's say it's a Springsteen um, like biography that he's supposed to be reading, but instead they just get an AI to sound like Bruce Springsteen. I don't know how I feel about hmm. doing that or listening to that. Yeah. I don't know. It depends. Like, it, like it has to depend on the voice. Too. I guess so. You wouldn't want a Michael because, Jackson audiobook. No, that'd be a little weird. <laughs> like that'll just feel like I feel like I'd be creeped out a bit. But um, I, I mean, like somebody like, but then you don't want somebody that's too like, you know, like James Earl Jones. Ooh, that would be that'd be good if you read everything. If you read everything, that'd be hilarious. But then if you have somebody like David Attenborough, you'd be asleep. Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. And and the boy went to the store and bought some grapes. See <laughs> spot run. Just yeah. like See really spot run. <laughs> spot was a dog who lived in this vast wilderness. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh I, I would do a James Earl Jones impression if I could. I, I would definitely not do it justice. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's probably something that's coming down the pipeline for Spotify, at least. Um, mm. AI-created audiobooks, which is interesting. Well, already, like, like if it sounds like a real person, I'd be digging into it. Because, like, this recent one that I'm, like, reading now or listening to now, it has that just digital voice. Like, welcome to Audible. La, 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 la. Mm. Like, and it's just like, okay, it sounds a bit robotic. But... Right, for narration, that's probably more useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Let's see. Oh, Eric, another weird thing. Uh, So Elvis has been spotted once again, so he's still alive and kicking. Um, Alan O'Reilly, a horse breeder in Dublin, has found Elvis Presley. His five-year-old, what's this horse's name? Uh, Piebald cob named Dolly... And I'll show a picture on the screen. Wait, 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 from what country? Ireland? Yeah, Dublin, Dublin, Ireland. Oh. Has a pattern on her neck that appears to show Elvis Presley's face and hair. Do you see it? <laughs> right there. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you are totally right. That is, see, I would either say that's either Elvis or Johnny Bravo from the cartoon. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, if those are sunglasses, the, yeah. The, yeah. G- Johnny Bravo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they found Elvis on this horse. Uh, the distinct pattern on its neck looks like uh, Elvis Presley, which I, I just found funny. <laughs> Divine intervention. That's what I want to call this. That's funny. That's good. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to wade into... I don't know if I have the brain capacity to go through this, so uh, maybe I won't go into the crazy controversial opinion on this. We'll see how this goes. But uh, recently, pop star Lizzo has changed the lyrics to her latest single uh, after fans uh, have complained uh, it used an ableist slur. So her latest single, Girls, so G-R-R-R-L-S, which was recently uh, released last week, uh, the line in in the verse originally was, let me get it. Uh, hold my bag, bitch. Hold my bag. Do you see this shit? I'm a spaz. 
the lyric has now been changed into it is now uh hold my bag bitch hold my bag do you see this shit hold me back so she's changed the i'm a spaz line uh to uh hold me back uh, basically, uh, the term spaz is uh, derogatory to people with, um, you know, neurological disability uh, relating to, to spasms. Um, but after the Twitter backlash, uh, the line was essentially re-recorded by Lizzo, and then the song was redistributed on all streaming platforms. And just mm. to note, Girls, I looked up the writing credits, has nine writers on it and six producers. So... Eric, thoughts on this? <laughs> <sighs> I, I see. I I just don't. I I don't know. I I honestly don't know what's <laughs> up, what's down anymore. Um, I mean, like, I I feel like spaz is just like. I, I can't see that being derogatory or... Yeah, especially because they kept the line, hold my bag, bitch, in that lyric, mm-hmm. in the line right before it. Uh, it's sort of like, mm-hmm. uh, why did you... We're going down the rabbit hole of, like, why did you uh, say this word versus why did you keep this word, right? Like, what's mm-hmm. the line that you're drawing before you just, like, sanitize um everything mind you we're talking about a song that had nine writing credits on it and six producers so there's not really that much weight on like the artistic mm-hmm. merit of the song but still yeah. it's sort of like is this what we're going to do with pop music going for just like sanitize everything yeah yeah i feel like it's kind of getting into this like because obviously i don't think like like it's it's out of context too right song is not yeah. obviously to this this song is about oppressing these people with medical conditions of like it's not about that at all right right yeah. like like and then uh, pe- people need to realize that <laughs> right yeah. like we have slang words like every language has a slang terminology for things right yeah like don't freak out man like is that gonna be like you know yeah or crazy i'm going crazy like crazy is used in so yeah. many uh pop rock songs but technically mm-hmm. crazy could be like uh you know discriminatory against people with mental disease right so there, there's a certain level of um mm-hmm. i don't know I it's sort it's of getting a, a bit hole. ridiculous yeah like yeah. are are we sanitizing like queen's uh crazy little thing called love are we gonna yeah. change those lyrics fat bottom girls Fat yeah. bottom girls yeah and fat yeah. bottom girls there's context to that right freddie mercury is mm-hmm singing about loving fat bottom girls right Mm -hmm. but it's a bit i don't know i have a problem with this uh one because i don't know Mm -hmm. there's too many there's too many people on this like writing crew they should have probably uh seen this coming um i don't know it's just too easy for them to change it that's that's basically my my issue with it. Like it sort of seems disingenuous to me. Yeah, and 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 the song like even even if you have tons of writers, like obviously the objective of this song is it's like objective, a, right? But then people are looking at this being like, oh, they said spaz. They're this song is about objective B, and they're oppressing against people with like spasm things, and it's just like okay, well, no, it's not. It's not about that right like like come on people like it's just like let's just i don't i don't know it's we're just coddling to and then it's like okay yeah we'll we'll change it but like how how often are we going to do that like are are we actually going to take all this original music that's been created and re-record everything yeah you know yeah it's sort of a rabbit hole but um i don't know there were i think I don't know. I'll leave it at that. I can't really formulate proper opinions right now because I'm still, I have a fever right now. I can feel like the heat just emanating from my forehead right now. I'm just like passing yeah. out. No, that's that's his anger emanating <laughs> <laughs> out of his forehead. <laughs> we didn't say Gnarls Barkley's crazy would have been shunned today if it can't. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. Oh, there's so many songs. Yeah. Like like Hearts Crazy. Could you imagine yeah. that? Yeah. Could you imagine that iconic rock Crazy song? On you. Just Yeah. And what was the line that they changed to Spaz? Uh Hold Me Back. Yeah. Hold me back on you. Oh, hold me back on you. Bow down. Like, like it doesn't have the same, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. That, that and, then, and then, you know what? You know what's going to happen? And then one day it's going to be like, well, hold me back is literally like you're confining. You're, you're actually like you're oppressing holding them. somebody hostage and you're oppressing them and you're holding them hostage. <laughs> and that's, that is, uh, you know, you're supporting abusive behavior towards towards women like that, that's what it'll be it's like what are you talking about like that's not that's not what i'm talking about at all yeah. <laughs> right i think context matters and everything mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway no, obviously this is my last point last point okay. obviously if the song was just like you know like what was what, what, say the lyric again say the lyric again the whole thing yeah uh, hold my bag, bitch. Hold my bag. Do you see this shit? I'm a spaz. Hold my bag, bitch. You're a bitch because you have spasm. You met <laughs> it like, like, like. It's just like that. That is different, right? Like that is completely like that would be like okay, yeah, we need to change that, right? <laughs> but, oh, yeah. I don't know. Luden's also offended, so we could all be offended. It's all great. I'm not. I'm not offended. I'm not offended. I'm just like pissed off because <laughs> yeah, just bothered. It's like yeah, I'm bothered by this. Like, is this like, uh, hey, can I eat this orange? <laughs> Am I allowed to eat this orange? Or can I? Can I? You know, can I drink this beer? Is that okay? Can yeah. I do that? It seems like yeah, we just okay. need permission from like the internet to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um. In uh. On the flip side of it, in more of a, an ableist uh, positive news, uh, Vodafone 5G, so they're a, a telecommunications company, have unveiled a haptic suit at the mighty uh, Hoopla Festival. The suit allows deaf and hard of hearing fans experiencing uh, live music. The wearable tech will deliver 24 touch points around uh, the person who is wearing the suit to simulate the vibrations of the music so people who are deaf or hard of hearing can enjoy uh, the festival experience also or the live music experience also. See, that's that's actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I would actually want to try that myself. Like, how does that, mm-hmm. that, how does that work slash, like, does it really, like, enhance the, uh, the music listening experience? Um, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, because because we don't know what that's like, right? Mm-hmm. Like we we don't know what like I, I am very intrigued too. And then, like you look at like was it Mozart or Beethoven that was Beethoven that was deaf Beethoven, right? Yeah. Like Beethoven written some of the like mm. probably some of the most iconic music of like in in, in like the world. Yeah, and and he's deaf, yeah. right? So, I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see. Like, I'd be very curious. Very curious to see what that is. Um, in another part of the world, in South Korea, BTS, uh, K-pop boy band, have announced a break to, uh, quote, grow and pursue solo projects. Uh, but most likely they are breaking up because of South Korea's mandatory conscription uh, laws where uh, males ages between 18 to 30, 35 i think uh need to do a mandatory two years uh, of service in the army uh so it doesn't look like they're going to get an exception for that um they were able to delay their conscription into the army um uh, but most likely the older members of bts will be uh, serving their two years hmm. eric do you have do you even I know am. who bts are <laughs> i've heard of them uh, I have heard of them actually. I've never heard of their music, but but I mean Israel is the same thing. I think everybody, mm-hmm. like even females, have to serve yeah. uh, a certain amount of time, right? So uh, it's just one of those things where where you know in North America, you know, we're you know take it's it almost like you're lucky that yeah take it for granted, right? Like because yeah. because it's literally like this is by law you need to do this. Like mm-hmm. there's no unless you like you know break your own leg <laughs> but still yeah you could right? do the uh, whole trump uh, bone spurs uh, argument no <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but yeah, BTS but. are uh, quote unquote taking a break. Uh, they haven't officially said that they are breaking up. But I, I honestly can't see a scenario where BTS gets back together because these guys range from the age of thirty to I believe sixteen at this point, maybe seventeen. Mm-hmm. So like, as uh, members leave the two year uh, army. Uh, the next guys up are going to go into the army. So that's a good uh, 12 years span. Mm-hmm. So 12 plus 30, yeah, and the oldest member is going to be 42. I think for sure they would probably just go their separate ways or the younger people will just add, add a couple people to the band. But I don't know how well a stat... Like, is, like I know this band, They're, so it's obviously big. They're the biggest uh, K-pop group, K-pop mm-hmm. anything uh, in the world. They, I think they account so, for, their, sp- their label specifically, they account for about 60% of all revenue. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> They're huge. So, so are they going to the army or are they actually joining the Squid Game? <laughs> Is that what's actually happening? <laughs> <laughs> what a mad, oh man. If Squid Game is real, uh, I don't know. I'd be... I'd flee. I would literally run away. I would never go. Like, why would I voluntarily go back into that game? I'd rather live on the streets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is insanity. I actually actually was like, oh, what is the show and everybody's talking about? Mm. Like, that first game, I was like, what the hell is going (laughs) on? Did you finish it? I've watched it all. Yeah, of course. I couldn't stop watching. Yeah, it was just (laughs) madness. I wasn't crazy about the ending, though. I wish the ending was a bit cooler, but whatever. Yeah. that I thought the most intense part was the, like, getting the cookie mm. or, or that sugar candy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then when Cutting that guy cries, like, the first guy that messes it up, Get and shot. then they just go up to him, and then they just blow his head off with a gun, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then everyone else is panicking, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, in other news, uh, Dead Mouse is launching his own bank with Zytera. Um, so Zytera is a banking, NFT, and digital currency company. The partnership will produce a Dead Mouse skinned uh, Zytera app, and you can also buy his merchandise tickets to his concert. Uh, apparently, there's going to be ads of some sort. I have no idea how that works, and uh, also in-game purchases. So uh, I don't know how any of this works, to be honest, but I assume it's another metaverse. Uh, but yeah, Dead Mouse is uh, starting his own bank that you can uh, store your money in. Mm. I don't think I trust Dead Mouse with my money. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't either. Yeah, Chasing Dragonflies his own bank. He's going to start his own bank. <laughs> yeah, give me some of that uh, money so I could go buy drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, in other news, uh, KISS have launched their own electric bike. It is in partnership with an Australian company, Valkyrie, with two models uh, being priced at between $5,000 and $5,500. Uh, so KISS continuing their trend of just putting their name on everything and selling whatever merchandise they can sell. Uh, but they are selling an electric bike next. <laughs> I mean... Kiss has like a lot of merchandise. Like I feel like they're yeah. like if you look at any band, I feel like Kiss probably has the most obscure and the most type of merchandise out there. Yeah. They're a company at this point. They're definitely like a corporation, yeah. not a band. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you could get like a freaking Kiss Volkswagen or something <laughs> like that. That'd be hilarious. You know. Uh, and then finally, last bit of news that we have for today. Uh, Eric, you remember John Hinckley Jr., uh, the man who tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan. We've talked to, about him at length, even uh, listened to that some of his music. Awesome, awesome music. <laughs> well, he is back in the news. Uh, unfortunately, his now or his sold-out concert in Brooklyn has been canceled. Uh, the venue has cited safety concerns, and ultimately, quote, "It's not worth the gamble." So he will not be performing live in front of a live audience anytime soon. I mean, he's saving everybody's ears <laughs> by canceling the show, right? Because. It is. It is just wonderful music. It is just so wonderful. I don't understand why they thought this was a good idea to start with. Like, 
Yeah. I wonder if it's safety concern. Is it safety concerns because like he's getting a lot of threats? Or is it safety concerns that like it's like COVID safety concerns? No, no, no. It's safety concerns. Yeah, it's safety concerns with the uh, John Hinckley himself being there, not COVID related. (laughs) Yeah. Every one of the fans wants to murder him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand why they decided this was a good idea to start with, but uh, anyways. All right, Eric, that is music news. Let's move on to our album review of this week. I am slowly fading away, but let's uh, get through this. Uh, this week, we are doing uh, Taylor Swift's 1989. So 1989 is the fifth studio album by American singer-songwriter Taylor Swift. It was released on October 27, 2014. Upon release of the album, the media questioned the validity of Swift's status as a country artist. Max Martin would be enlisted as co-executive producer for the album and would contribute to the songwriting uh, and a number of on the number of songs. With this album, Swift became the first artist in the U.S. to have three albums each sell over one million copies within their first week of release. Uh, and the album itself has gone on to sell over 10 million copies worldwide. Uh, Luton loves Taylor Swift, apparently. So, Eric, initial... I think we do, too. <laughs> initial thoughts uh, on, this, on this album, 1989. I mean, so this is her first kind of pop, fully pop, fully pop yeah. album. Yeah. Right. Like, obviously, we're not we're not actual Swifties here, but you know, we're closet Swifties. But mm. I, I mean, you can't not say that this album is terrible because, like, the pop songs on this album are like are pretty well written. Mm-hmm. Like, like I mean, I feel like "Shake It Off" was like a huge like revolution. Mm-hmm. almost that happened through like every like that song played everywhere you went like you're, you're in the radio like it's even on the radio played. station that you like that wouldn't play this like they would play this song mm-hmm. right you go get out of your car they're playing it in the parking lots like like ever like everywhere they're playing this song um i feel like there's a lot of hits on this album yes right compared mm-hmm. to like this is definitely taylor swift branching out to pop and it's 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 like it's tough. I see it being tough switching genres because it's like you have your diehard fans, and are the diehard fans gonna like you know we're we're in it for country, and then all of a sudden you come out with this, and it's like are you gonna lose those fans? But she didn't, right? Like she just got like a plethora of more fans, mm-hmm. and like all the people like like I don't know any person that actually has said that this album is actually awful. And Taylor Swift needs to die. Like, like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's someone on the internet that has said that. I'm sure. Yeah, you, we could find someone. Probably. But, but I mean, like, like for for like a like for going out of the can. Like, I I feel like this is a solid album, right? Like, you got like like so. Okay, you got wildest dreams, bad blood, shake it off, dial, blank space, right? Like, like these are all songs that made the radio and they wouldn't stop playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this album's huge. Like, there's so many. Here's the thing. Like, I- I'm pretty sure I've made this argument before, but if it's if we're going to be bombarded with pop music, right? That's sort of the the mainstream. What everyone likes slash is going to listen to, which is going to be played on the radio and and is going to be everywhere. I rather it be a proper singer songwriter who makes those songs. I don't need, you know, like. Joe Schmo, who has a writing team of 15 people writing songs as like, you know, in a corporate office and then releasing it. And now I have to listen to this trash, right? I much rather listen to a Taylor Swift song over and over on the radio because it there's, there's some validity to the artistry on these songs, regardless if it's pop or not, mm-hmm. at least there is, you know, soul and there's like work put into this. Um, I do want to say though, I still hate Max Martin. I still hate his style of yeah. production and songwriting, but it's hard to deny his pedigree in terms of songwriting. Like this man is yeah. responsible for like 60% of all pop music that's on the radio. It's mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous what this man has done. Um, it, it, but, yeah. and, and I a hundred percent agree with you. hundred percent agree with you with that. Um, 
the one thing w- which was interesting, which I found out from Julia, is that the song Blank Space. Um, so there's like this little chime in the background. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the, like, so you know how in all you people from Toronto would know that the, you know, the, the, the TTC, mm. the, 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 like that little trumpet yeah, yeah. kind of thing yeah. when you, so, so like, that's the, like there's this, that, by the way. Oh, oh, well, I guess yeah. I haven't lived there in a long time. So yeah, that, that um, might be but, phased out. It might be on the older trains, but yeah, anyways, continue. All right. Anyways, uh, so there's this like little chime thing that happens in the song. Apparently, that's from the New York subway. Oh, interesting. Which is interesting. So like, it's kind of neat how like, like I like when artists kind of do that. Like, like YYZ is a perfect example. That's the mm. Morse code yeah. for coming into the YYZ like Toronto Pearson Airport. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I felt like the, even like the, the B sides to this album, right? Like I feel like they're pretty solid. Yeah, for me, like obviously the hit singles are the hit singles and they're great songs. For me, I I, I felt like the B-sides were I wanted a bit more just because I think the hit singles were so good that when I got to a song like uh I know places are clean, especially the last two tracks on this album, mm-hmm. I was like this is nice. But I'm just going to rewind and go back to the beginning of the album where it's yeah, just it, like it, hit after hit after. It did feel a little flat at yeah. the very like to end the album but yeah. like for the actual singles that they're like i feel like that they're well spread out yeah through the album yeah right? um yeah for me the only critique i would say is like because i felt like the end was a bit mm, whatever uh i would have cut down the set list or the track list on this album maybe not having 13 songs maybe having 11 or 10 would have been more beneficial mm-hmm. but taylor swift's all about numbers right like i think 13 is her favorite number so i can see why she went with 13 songs specifically uh on this mm-hmm. album uh but personally i would have probably cut this down to 10 yeah i yeah <laughs> you could definitely take out three songs in this album would be solid but i mean for the first kick of the cat you know going pop going for that pops top pop stuff like i think she did it really well like yeah. loon says i'm ill it was obviously influential i'm not thinking straight right now maybe it's possible um <laughs> yes but it's yeah the fever yeah, that's giving yeah. i'm over i mean i now. still think I still think of anything I've heard of Taylor Swift, folklore is definitely like you cannot Yeah. Like that is definitely her top yeah. top album yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not always about the commercial success, right? Like folklore to me is still a top like top fifty albums of all time, possibly twenty. It's it's just such a good album. But this song mm-hmm. or this album just has like craziest hit singles on it that it's hard to deny those songs um mm-hmm. all right eric final thoughts rating what are you going to give this one you know what i i actually enjoyed listening to like i don't listen to pop music for, <laughs> so i mean um but i did enjoy like like i mean it just took me back to that like time era when it came out like mm-hmm. i like i know exactly what i was doing right um I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. Ooh, nice. Um, an 8 out of 10. Yeah, for me, I'm purely basing this rating on uh, the album construction. So I'm sort of, I'm there with you also, an 8 out of 10, because I feel like the songs, individual songs were super strong, but as an album, did I need to be, did I need to listen to this front and back? No. I was literally just jumping from song to song. Uh, because there's no real like reason to do this from one to 13 uh, the way it's constructed. So for me, Absolutely. I'm I'm with you on that uh, eight out of 10 for 1989 by Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, for those of you who are following along with us every single week, uh, the album that we are doing uh, for next week is going to be Ace of Spades uh, by Motorhead. The ace of spades. The <laughs> ace of spades. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure we did like a, a record run in the past three uh, album reviews because I think they were all female fronted bands or artists. So we're sort of switching gears now and going to to Motorhead uh, as mm-hmm. our as our album. So uh, 
stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll be here next week for that one. Uh, so Eric, let's uh, finish this off with our last uh, section or segment. Uh, where is it? We haven't done this in a very long time, but uh, thief yes. or not a thief. We are finally going to get to it after I don't know how long it's been, maybe like a month at this point. Uh, but uh, just to recap, um, thief or not a thief is where we take uh, one song that has accused the other uh, artist of ripping it off. In this case, uh, we are going to be talking about the White Stripe Seven Nation Army, um, and they are accusing uh, Neda Barzilia uh, and her song uh, Toy. So Seven Nation Army is a song by American rock duo The White Stripes. It's the opening track of their fourth studio album Elephant. The song was written and produced by Jack White. The song charted multiple countries and its popularity contributed to the garage rock revival movement. Commonly referred to as one of the best songs of the 2000s decade, it would also go on to become a sports anthem commonly appearing in audience chants. Uh, Neda Barzelia uh, was Israel's submission to uh, the Eurovision Song Contest in 2018, and ultimately uh, she won it with her song Toy. So she came first place in Eurovision. It is written by uh, Doran uh, Medley and Stav uh, Berger. It was released on March 11, 2018, uh, and it marks the fourth win by Israel at Eurovision. So on uh, July 3rd, 2018, Universal Music Group filed the lawsuit claiming Toy shared similar rhythm and harmony with the Right Stripe song, uh, Seven Nation Army. In February 2019, the Israeli composers agreed to give writing credits to Jack White and a share in royalties from the song. So Eric, your uh, thoughts on the similarities or maybe no similarities between Toy and uh, Seven Nation Army? See, this is this is definitely one of the thief or no thieves that I actually was a bit confused because obviously I know Seven Nation Army very well. Mm. Uh, of course, I listened to the song again um, just for the purpose of the podcast. Um, but like, I could probably quote that song like front and back, especially like guitar playing. Like, it's it's I feel mm. like it's such a classic. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely a classic, right? Yeah. And then so when you told me to look at toy, I I've re- I looked it up and I was like, oh, I don't know if this is did I get the right song because it didn't sound like it. But then as soon as it got into the chorus, I was like, that's the thief or no thief right there. Yeah. That is it. <laughs> so the beginning it sounds nothing like uh, Seven Nation Army, but the actual song. Like the for the chorus, like it's like da 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 da, right? And then I was I was actually shocked that how similar it sounded. Like how could you not take it from that? Mm. Like like to me, because like Seven Nation Army has been like I feel like when the White Stripes started, it was definitely like a North American like band right a lot like everybody in north america knew about it but it was kind of like the tragically hip in canada like nobody knows about the tragically hip anywhere else in the world right so but then but then that's this song what the you know by the white stripes seven asian army has become like it's played at soccer events mm-hmm. right like even in italy and people stuff like it. i watch syria uh i watch pr- the premier league champions league people chant it like, oh right like yeah. everybody does it like so everybody knows this song so Especially like because football is such a huge sport and it's like everywhere. It's in the World Cup, Euro Cup, like you name it. So how could Netta not have taken it from this song? Like like there's no scenario where it's like I, I didn't know this song existed. Right. You know what I mean? So when I first listened to like compare these two songs, first listen, to be honest, I didn't hear it. I was like, there's no way. These songs are completely different because I was just listening to like tone or like lyrics or like some sort of phrasing, right? So I had to listen to it again because the first time I was like, there's nothing here. Um, And then I listened to it again. I was like, oh, it's the chord progression. It's the chord progression they're using that's exactly the same in the chorus. So I think it's in the same key too. It's in the same key. Funnier. Oh, wow. Um, So. I'm sort of torn. I'm sort of in the middle for this one, to be honest, because I'm like, you can't really copyright a chord progression. 
because that's ultimately like mm-hmm. with the song toy it's not the seven nation army riff that's being used like there's no keyboard or guitar part that's doing the the dun 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 mm-hmm. right it's literally just chords that they're playing that um replicates the riff itself so on one hand i'm like eh, it's a chord progression technically anyone can just take a chord progression but then it's so freaking like iconic to seven nation army i'm like i don't mm-hmm. know it's like creep like creep is such a it's such a like a unique chord progression but then they stole that from another song right mm-hmm. so it's sort of like a gray area for me because like can someone really steal a chord progression when everyone basically uses four chords in like 80 percent of all songs like uh, i don't know that's where i'm sort of like stuck on whether it's a thief or not a thief and 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 that's the thing like i feel like like especially for netta like i, ju- I just feel like transparency right off the bat right like because everybody knows mm. yeah like i did this because of this song right like even when we jam right like oh like bah, 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 right like that's master of puppets right 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 so so like I mean, I mean we all know what we're doing and you know why not just be like yeah like hey white stripes like uh, i'm gonna use this cool and, and i'm sure they would be like i'm sure for the most part i can't see any musician maybe liam gallagher would be like no <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, I can't see that happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Chasing Dragonfly says it's an iconic chord progression, so she's saying it's a thief. <sighs> For me, hmm. Okay, or you you tell me what you think. Is it a thief or not a thief? I mean, like, I feel like it wouldn't have been an issue if she didn't win Eurovision. <laughs> If the song went nowhere, I guess so. Yeah. No one would care. Right? Yeah. But I, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like it's a thief. Because, mm-hmm. like, like especially in that part of the world where she's, like, it's still played. Like, it's played at hockey events. Like, it's played at every sporting event. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen a, maybe, maybe cricket. Maybe <laughs> cricket is a sporting event that doesn't have this song. Right? Or golf. You know? Oh, man. But. But this song is played everywhere. Like mm-hmm. it, it was the freaking Call of Duty, like <laughs> yeah. commercial. Yeah. One one year, mm-hmm. right? Like it was. I like think it was FIFA's. Games, right? I think it was FIFA's theme song once, for one of their World Cup or whatever it was. I think it was the which actual. Is, which is the biggest sport game yeah. sold in the world? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. So I say thief. You know what? I'm going to stick with not a thief. Hmm. Just because I still don't think you can steal a chord progression. That's that's my only uh, I get what argument. you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. But I'm so but, tempted. But then but then if you look at if you look at like the way the notes structure, like it's still like a but the but the <laughs> but the vocal line on top of that chord progression is completely different. That's my yes. That would be my yes, argument. That is true. That would be my argument for it. Nelson <laughs> says, "Get some rest." Yeah, maybe I should. But <laughs> I'm still stuck on the fact that I don't think you can steal a chord progression, and it's the combination of like the rhythm, the chord progression, and the melody on top of it. I think that's mm-hmm. when it gets into territory of plagiarism. This one is very. <laughs> Okay. It's like a 51% not a thief and 49% thief for me. It's like that mm. razor thin for me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Maybe tomorrow I'll have a different opinion, but um <laughs> but yeah. Uh we'll update the show notes when <laughs> we record the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. Let's uh let's wrap this up. Uh the controversial statements for this week. Uh Eric said I rather save uh Def Leppard over ABBA in regards to uh, their music catalog and preserving it forever. I uh wholeheartedly disagree with this. Cuz Def Leppard is say, trash. I have to say like I I feel like I'm the asshole podcast because i'm the one that always spews out these controversial statements i mean i say a bunch of wow eric eric's ruthless (laughs) (laughs) yeah your hate of abba contributes a lot to this yes it does 
It totally does. <laughs> All right, perfect. So, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in to the Crossroads Music Podcast here at twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast. We will be live again next Thursday. So we are switching over to our Thursday schedule. Uh, we will not be here next Monday. Thank you, Luton, uh, for the Discord uh, shout out. So join the Discord if you want to come yell at us. Uh, disagree with any of our takes, especially our Lizzo take, because... Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I don't think I formulated an opinion, a proper opinion on that one. Uh, but <laughs> we will be back next Thursday. So not this Thursday, but the Thursday after. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, all those places. I'm going to pass out because I feel terrible.